Coming to you from 8122 Production Studios in the heart of the 607, this is Horror Zone 607. Like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And remember, you can always join the conversation using hashtag HZ607. I am your host, Mike C., back at it this week with all the biggest horror news and stories. But before we get into all of that, please help me welcome a couple of my friends and co-hosts. First, it was recently announced that comedian Chris Rock will be producing and reimagining a story of his life. Everybody welcome Rich. Oh, that's right. My my life is definitely a horror story at times. I can tell you that much. <laughs> <laughs> well, welcome. We, we're glad to have you. Well, thank you, thank you. And your life story. And, of course, he is the owner of 8122 Production Studios. Everybody put your hands together and welcome Ron. Well, it's happening. All right. So, kind of a little, little precursor to the biggest news of the week here. It was announced last week that Saw is being quote-unquote reimagined whatever that means sounds like a remake not sure but uh bigger story with it is that chris rock is going to be executive producing and this whole thing's coming from his mind well the technical term for reimagined means that you're going to do a reboot right uh, so it'll it'll look familiar but at the same time it will not be the same it's not going to be the same series uh, it doesn't so yes sound like. yes so basically that's uh when when they reimagine things, uh, we've we've had a few of those. Yeah. I mean, we had straight on remakes, i.e., the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I mean, yes, things were different from the original, but the premise and storyline followed the same as the original when they did the remake. Right. So that's not a that's not a reimagining. Uh, as much as we would have loved to think it was a reimagining, the Nightmare on Elm Street uh, remake was not a reimagining. Yes, they added some new stuff to the story, but at the end of the day, it was the same story. Yeah. Right. Uh, I'm trying to think of like a really good reimagining in horror i don't think we've really had too many reimaginings in horror usually it's in uh yeah. action movies and so on and so Friday, forth i.e oh actually if we count ghostbusters yeah the, the the one with all the females that's that's technically a reimagining because the story wasn't the sa- exact same they had a whole different premise to how they got there plus it was all women instead of men right so that's a reimagining yeah for the listeners out there and for mike well thank you i appreciate that i'm trying to help out yeah and you're great at that that's why we have you here among other things. But, I mean, but what I'm do you excited. think of Chris Rock, though, being involved? I mean, it's Chris Rock. <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see what goes on. Chris Rock's a smart guy. Yeah. Uh, I didn't know he was into horror movies, but then again... I didn't either. Then again, I didn't know Jordan Peele was either until Get Out, and I think that's gone to a, a, a nice little avenue for us to uh, have a great horror director. So maybe there is something with comedians uh, being into to horror. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's my biggest concern, is now is every comedian going to get involved in the horror genre and start remaking things and reimagining things? I don't think so. I think it's only certain people who have, probably have the mind for it. Uh, Chris Rock's a very creative guy. Uh, he's done a lot of things. you got, you got to remember, a lot of things that he touches turns to gold. I mean, he's a very, he's over time, things that he's done in the back and you might not even know he was involved in have been very successful. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because he's a hard worker, because he's a guy who go, is a go-getter and he's going to put something out there, yeah, I think it'll be fine. I I don't know what they're going to do reimagine-wise. I don't know 
where you go, I, I would assume that you would still keep some of the premise, i.e. you would keep, you know, he, he gets bad people and puts them in situations. I, I don't think you get rid of that part of the story, mm-hmm. but maybe some of the convolutedness of the backstory. Because let's be honest, I, I enjoyed the Saw movies for what they were, but the, the story got way convoluted. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Way. Like, you know, it was nice to see a little twist in the first two movies. That was fine. But then it just kept going down this rope where, you know, how does that make sense now if this is what happened? Yeah. And how does that make sense? Because this happened. But you're telling me it makes sense, but it doesn't make any damn sense. It was just a weird way to, like, jigsaw, if you will. Yeah, piece it together. Yeah, I don't know. I was a big fan of the of the series, at least up until the, whatever, was the Saw, the final chapter, whatever, Saw 7, yeah, and then Jigsaw. Yeah, jigsaw. They, they weren't great. I, I thought the first six movies were pretty darn good. Um, you know, the, the one thing I'll say about this that's got me excited is Darren Lynn Bowsman is actually going to be directing it. He directed parts two, three, and four. Four, I think most people, a lot of people anyway, consider three to be their favorite. Uh, four is my favorite, personally. I thought I had the best twist on it and uh, had the best story. Um, caught me totally by surprise. So. I would probably go, I'd probably go with three. I like three the best, probably. Yeah. Two is also, believe it or not, two is actually, like two a lot more. I was going to say two is underrated. Yeah, I think a lot of people underrated. are underrated. It started off with the, you know, he's in a safe place. Right. The time, and then you, the toy says he's in the safe behind you. Right, right. Uh, the whole entire time. Like, uh, that was, not to, to me, mention, that was just dunce. Not to mention that had some of the greatest, most brutal tricks in yeah. it. Like, i.e. The, the razor blade box. Then yeah. the, the behind the eye. The, the, when they when he convinces that the, the, it's behind his eye. The, the oven that yeah. the one guy ends up yeah. in. How about the pit of the, the hypodermic, hypodermic needles? needles. Yeah. You know, that one was pretty brutal. I mean, they were oh, all brutal, yeah. but that one... Send, send the it is in. underrated. That one was probably... Again, take seven and, and Jigsaw out of it. I always kind of thought the second one was the most boring one, but thinking about it when you guys talk about it, it makes me. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'll was, go back I, and watch it again. Maybe, maybe I, I think it's probably because it was drawn out. Actually, that was more of the more cerebral ones. Yeah. Because then you weren't expecting anything. You didn't well, it was so different from ending. the first one yeah. too that I don't know. But, but maybe it, I just because it took but, me but by really surprise at the time. The only difference is instead of being in one room, it was in just a house. It was a whole house, and there was a lot more people involved. Right, in it. but it's like it's the same thing. Yeah, and, and they like, were all they all yeah. kind of were the same. They all had that. When you get to three, four. Like everybody, like they're going, they're, they're traveling outside. They're going here, here, mm-hmm. here. Yeah, it does get a little bit uh, out there. Like I said, I I would assume that they're going to fix the convolutedness, and that's no. about it. But you know, I'm 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 excited to see where it goes. Once again, we're in the the the, the new golden age of horror. I do believe uh, everybody's uh, you know we're going to keep we're going to be very busy on this podcast. Yeah, we in are in the near future. So it's good for us. Oh, good absolutely. For uh, so next thing is Brightburn. The big, big superhero slash horror movie is coming out this Friday. And I will be going to see it this Friday. Yeah, I actually planned on it. And uh, I have got a, Beam, a Binghamton Rumble Ponies, which is our local AA baseball affiliate here the, of the New York Mets. Uh, I have to go to a game that I was already... Star Wars night. I was already forced to go to. Is so. Star Wars night? Star, Star Wars night. You know, I'm gonna miss. I'm gonna miss uh, going down there this weekend because I'll be in uh, Six Flags Great Adventure because mm-hmm. uh, they're doing a whole you know Comic Con in the park thing. So I'll be covering that for three FN and possible because I have Monday off. So might as well spend two days down there because I have memberships. But uh, I'm gonna miss the, the Binghamton uh, uh, Speedies taking the field instead of the Rumble Ponies. Oh, yeah. oh is that this weekend? Yeah, yep. it's the Speedies and the Pork Rolls. What yep. night is that? Or day? Uh, that is Sunday. Uh, I'm gonna miss. That yeah, one. It's, it's the Binghamton Speedy, or no, is it, is it Sunday or Saturday? One of the days, but it's the Binghamton Speedies against the Trenton Pork Rolls. <laughs> and of course, the Trenton Thunder. <laughs> well, the why New couldn't York that Yankees be Friday night? So, yeah, yeah. That'd be, that's a pretty awesome. 
Yeah, I've got that on Friday night, and I've got a, I'm going out of town early on Saturday morning. Then my brother is a, who lives a couple hours away, so it's going to be tough to get to see it this weekend, but I'm going to try. My only night to do it is Friday, and I'm taking Diesel with me. Nice. And uh, that's going to be interesting. Well, the early he's, reviews, now he's scared. Early reviews of it, you know, I kind of was just like, ah, this is going to be more of an action superhero movie with a dark tone to it. No, Bloody Disgusting actually put out the review of it today. Uh, gave it three and a half out of five skulls, I believe is how they do yeah, their they thing. Do skulls. Um, and they said it is a slasher movie with superhero elements. I mean, oh. they, they said it's brutal and that it is gory and it is well, disgusting. I, I'm sure I you wait. didn't. I'm sure you didn't watch the last trailer because you hate watching trailers. I try not to watch them past whatever the first one is because I don't want it to give away anything oh, more. Man. Oh, it doesn't give away anything more. But you told the, me you told well, us no, about no, 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 we, no. That's a different. That oh, was there was the, another that, one. That was the red band scene trailer. There is a new trailer out there if you guys haven't seen it. And it's a lot of stuff that you saw before, but it looks like a horror movie in the scene and in, yeah. in, in, in the last. trailer trailer there's only one thing that's new in it and once again i'm not going to spoil that go out and watch it go to youtube uh and uh check that out because trust me it's, it's worth a watch uh ron saw it as well and it's yeah. it's, it's it's amazing it, it it i didn't feel horror movie until the last trailer i'm like oh, it's definitely a horror movie uh, before it was like oh it's a dark comic book movie yeah. no 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 it's a horror movie that has comic book elements in it yeah and i i think people are gonna be uh surprised and i also go back to and i've said this a couple times uh, somebody reached out to me. I put something on our uh, Twitter page, and somebody reached out to me who saw who does screenings, uh, and it was a screener, and it was screened this film, and said when I said I was excited to see it, they were like, "Oh, trust me, if you're excited now, wait till you see it. It will not disappoint you." Yeah, because uh, and I'm that was coming from somebody they did, they want to spoil it for me, thankfully, because I don't want to spoil. But they told me that my anticipation is worthwhile. Great. So that's always a good Great. thing to hear. Yeah. Especially for fans of the horror world. So yeah. awesome. I'm stuff. very excited to see. I just I have a feeling there's no way this is gonna disappoint. And up to this point, you know, some of the movies that have come out have been kind of so so. But this one I have a good feeling about. Absolutely. And of course, you know, there's child's plays coming out in a couple weeks, as is Annabelle Comes I'm, Home. I'm and, I'm bigger on child's play now. I was I, all dude, out in the beginning and now I'm kinda like I want to see the, this movie. You know, the last trailer <laughs> that came out about it, I kinda it showed Chucky more and you heard his voice more and I was like, I just, I just like the posters they keep putting out. It's all the like it's uh, Toy, Toy Story Toy dolls are getting beat or being dismembered and yeah, they have like the slinky dog on a on a skewer, yeah, <laughs> over you, hey, a fire. What, what, what he's getting freaking dragged. Yeah, on. when you're coming out on the same day as yeah. uh, Toy Story Four, might as well do that. Well, here's hoping they don't make a mistake like they did with. Uh, well, whatever curse, curse of a lot yeah showing curse of la llorona in a kid's movie whatever one it was let's hope that doesn't happen that weekend or let's hope it does <laughs> <laughs> they mismarked the theaters and there's gonna be a lot of upset people hey listen it's good for news so let's hope it does <laughs> I, I i would love to report on that you are sadistic hey listen i we run news here okay <laughs> i can't help that i sometimes you want news to happen right once again it's good for us the one time that happened to me was back i forget which i think it was iron man one and it was a kid's movie beforehand. And, like, within, as soon as the trailers were going, you knew it wasn't the right set of trailers. Yeah. For this movie. So, you know, you walk out, you're like, yeah, hey, you know, and then all of a sudden, as soon as the movie starts, here comes everybody out. Because it's like, you knew it wasn't the right movie. Right. Like, like you know from the trailers if it's going to be the right movie. If it's going to be right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right on, right on. Uh, next piece of business. Uh, we've been reporting, and it's been said that uh, they're going to be making a Collector 3, another sequel to the Collector. Uh, the name has finally been announced. It will be called, drumroll, 
Sorry, the collected. We, sorry, we didn't have a drum. We roll. have no drum roll. Maybe in the future. In the future, we, Just, we don't have the technology. We got, we got yeah. some. We got some. We got some big news coming. So maybe that be part of it. Yeah. But, uh, yes, I am very excited because I'm a huge, huge, huge fan of the collector series. So am I. I love the collector. I love the collected. Well, the collection. collection. And I'm pretty sure I will love the collected as well. Uh, I think it's a very underrated movie. A lot of people out there uh, don't crap on it and don't uh, give it the praise I think it should get uh, that is a brutal movie in an era where slasher films were not around and that is pretty much a straight slasher film yeah uh, you go back and you watch the col- the collector in its own and even then into the collection the collection did adopt a little bit of from saw with the, yeah, the I setup so in, the, too. In, the, in the building which How, is ironic because that's the collector I believe was supposed to be another saw sequel or yes. something or a prequel or yes. something and yeah. it morphed into what it, it became. morphed into what is different but it's still it's still a slasher through and through yeah. and it i was like hey the way you ended that there was no way that it was over so it's kind of like waiting 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 and finally finally it paid off and we're right. finally getting it and like i said I, i'm super stoked to see it if you guys haven't seen it or if you saw it a long time ago and for some reason just dismissed it i urge you to watch them again uh the collector especially because that one is the better of the two you know the, but the collection is actually really good as well yeah i i was impressed by it i thought it was gonna be terrible and i liked it hey it builds suspense it's a stalking slashing killer and he uses different mythologies which right. is i love it i mean one of my personal favorite scenes in sports if you guys haven't seen it but it should get you to watch it is in the first one uh somebody meets their demise via bear traps yep Yep. (laughs) via bear traps and i not bear trap bear traps plural yeah it's amazing yeah and you get to see uh you get this for uh mike's purposes you get to see a naked girl oh right right right. before that happens yes and fun fact that was the uh young that was the youngest daughter on the nanny show yes to make you feel old yeah we also got to see her topless in uh, californication as well when she was banging david Duchovny on that show that did happen i saw that too so yeah fun fact there for everybody yeah it's good thing she's making something of her life (laughs) hey listen as long as you're getting work and it's and it's not and it's not in that it's not in the valley (laughs) they're all right uh, so who doesn't like a little bit of Ghostbusters news when we get it? But There's a couple of little, little pieces of news that came out, uh, both involving Dan Aykroyd. Uh, first of all, it was announced that uh, he has written a Ghostbusters prequel that he's calling Ghostbusters High. Um, no. Wait a minute. Is that Ghostbusters High or Ghostbusters Get High? Um, it could be either. Cheech and Chong could be in this movie. <laughs> I mean, could be. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to book some stuff. Yeah. Uh, this would be great. It, it very well could all be, right. for all I know. It's up in smoke meets Ghostbusters. Yes. I feel like that's the only way you're going to see some ghosts, but it'd be amazing. <laughs> well, there's no word on if it's ever going to be made or not, but... Ooh, um, the ending for that movie could be the greatest twist of all time. If you think about it, everybody was so stoned, they thought they saw a ghost, and they thought they were fighting things with like proton packs. Turns out it's just brooms and dustpans and stuff that they're, they think are different things. It'd be great. With Cheech and Chong. With Cheech and Chong. Well, you have to have Cheech and Chong. Oh, of course. It probably... Um, and maybe even Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Yeah, maybe him in there. Um, you might be on to something. Chris Tucker. Reprising his Chris role Tucker. as Smokey in there, yeah. Yeah. I think I think, we'd be, I think we're on to something. You could be on to something. I, I think we need to pitch this. But continue <laughs> on with the news. Sorry. I just I just want to make that entertaining. It just came into my head. That's about the only thing entertaining that I can think of with this, because I don't know how I feel about <laughs> it. It kind of feels like it's going to be like Dumb and Dumber whatever the whatever the second one was that was the prequel here's my problem That's my dumber, fear would be. when harry met lloyd yeah that one here's here's my problem with it there can't really be a prequel because we saw what how the ghostbusters were formed it's not like the ghostbusters were around prior to the ghostbusters movie because yeah. you see where they formed themselves 
So the only thing you could do is like them doing paranormal investigations prior. Right. It, it wouldn't be catching and trapping ghosts. There would be no Slimer. And they wouldn't see a ghost. And here's how you know they didn't see a ghost because they never saw a ghost until they go to the library. Yeah. Because remember, that's the first time he sees a ghost because he freaks out about it. it it's, it's a spirit. It's, it's, he's like freaking out about it. They've never seen one. So how could you do a prequel where they're seeing ghosts and stuff if the first time point. you saw a ghost was in the original movie? Excellent I'm just point. throwing it out there. Unless you're doing a whole other universe or unless you're trying to say that that didn't exist. Right, right. Which is And maybe that's the case. Maybe it's going to be a whole new group of people or something. Not to Who mention, knows? I don't. they weren't even really doing paranormal investigation in the beginning of that movie. I know Ray and Egon were buddies uh, at Columbia. They, they were buddies, but they were doing uh, Science. They were yeah. doing... They were doing uh, What's the emotional studies and stuff? Because yeah. remember that continues. <laughs> That's right. That continues into the second one. Yeah. Remember, give her the puppy. <laughs> not not take the puppy away. Like right. it's it's addictive. But they were they, they, that's what they they that's what they were doing. Yeah. And even then they were doing yeah behavioral studies. Sorry, I, I I'm sorry I misspoke there. But yeah, they were doing behavioral studies. But they were doing that in the first one too because remember the meters that Egon was using just so happened to pick up other things. Like that's not what they were originally made right. for. So then they discovered that they could use them for the other and get a cash grab out of it. Right. But that's that's funny. And then the only Something person who was doing that. the only person who was doing paranormal was Doctor Vakeman because remember he was doing the psychic studies in the basement, right? And he was just zapping the he one was zapping dude, the one guy, and the, and the girl was getting all of them right <laughs> just because he was like, well, what do you, what do you, what do you want to do after? It's a man after my own heart. It's yeah, I think I think that would be written for you. Perfect, yeah. you would fit right in. Uh, well, Dan Aykroyd also announced that uh, Ghostbusters three. Little bit of news about this since there hasn't been a whole lot that's been coming out lately. Um, great news. He is uh, promising that they're going to use more mechanicals and puppets than CGI uh, where where they're able to. Awesome. I'm all. That's about great that. news. I'm all about that. I mean, that's straight out of the mid '80s, early '80s. Absolutely. You know, so I'm I'm all about that. That's good. Um. A couple more pieces of news here before we wrap up the first segment here. Uh, first trailer for Terminator Dark Fate is going to be hitting this Thursday, which we do the show on Wednesday, so it'll be tomorrow, but it'll be today when you guys listen to the show. Yeah. Um, we'll have it posted on Facebook and on Twitter, and it's also going to be, I'm sure, on all the other horror movie sites that are out there. Absolutely. Bloody disgusting. Yep. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see that. It basically picks up the day after Judgment Day scraps everything from the third Terminator movie on. So that's probably, probably the smartest thing they've ever done. I know, and and bringing back Linda Hamilton. Three wasn't horrible, Rise of the Machines. Yeah. No, but that started the lineage started, of yeah, where yeah. they went off the, tra- the tracks. But, yeah, right. No, it, but it was Salvation good. was... No, three was three. I I enjoyed three. Yeah. But the problem is, is you have to erase oh, that. No, it's got to be the casualty because that's where the yeah, split yeah. started. No, I and agree. and you need to get rid of that split because man, it got out of like. Listen, John Connor being a Terminator. Yeah, yeah Gen- Genesis was horrible. Yeah, horrible. that was supposed to save everything, and Linda Hamilton's like. Yeah, no, never mind. She's like, I'll, I'll come back. I'll come back because we need to save this franchise is what needs to happen. And I uh, don't blame her there. And let's hope that that's what happens. I mean, I'd like to see the series get back on track and make a lot of money because the last few movies have nearly killed it. Yeah, so absolutely. They're lucky they're getting another one. And then the last thing I have, as you guys know, we love to promote fan films. And uh, Friday the 13th news, you know, since there isn't any, um, there is yet... What does this got to be? I think about the 300th uh, Friday the 13th fan film that we've been talking about. Easily. Easily. So there's a trailer that's going to be up. I'll try to get it up on our Facebook page uh, and and also on Twitter later tonight. Uh, But it's on Bloody Disgusting right now. Uh, There's one that's called Jason Rising. It has an awesome looking trailer. Um, Looks really cool. But uh, they're looking for fan funding, as fan films tend to need. Uh, It's going to be funded on Indiegogo. 
So you can go there if you want to donate. Uh, they need $20,000 to reach their goal, and they are currently at... The article said they're currently at about 50%. I'm assuming that means they've raised about 10000 I don't know if that means they need another twenty. I don't know. I'll have to check in to see what the, the stretch things are. Get my names in the credits. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> you should. So, but, yeah, that's uh, all the news I've got. You guys oh, have anything yeah, to add? Yeah, the breaking news uh, right when we came into the studio, uh, Shudder has renewed the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, if you guys uh, have not been checking that out, first of all, check out Shudder. It's actually really good, and if you're a horror fan, you should. There's a lot of original content on there. Also, they do a really good job about putting a lot of like older uh, horror stuff on there as well, but they had just started doing a show with Joe Bob Briggs. If you guys remember back in the day, he used to do, uh, what was it, Monster Vision? Yes. Uh, but now it's called uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs. It's super entertaining. It's like D-rated movies, if you will, and him just cutting jokes, and it's really cool. Uh, but, yes, it's getting renewed. No surprise there, but it's officially renewed, so that's a good thing. Uh, check out Shudder. Uh, don't, they don't pay us. I'm going to throw that out there, but I'm just saying it's just quality, especially if you're a horror fan, and this show alone is quality. And they have a few others, including The Critters Show. Yes. The Critters Show is also on Shutter, So I've been a big fan of that lately. Uh, with that being said, uh, if you guys have anything that you would uh, like to add and, you know, whether it's something we said or something we didn't say or you just want to just say hi to us because we love it when you say hi, uh, you can hit us up on Facebook, HorrorZone607, on Twitter and Instagram, at HorrorZone607. Always use the hashtag HC607 when you're talking about the show. And also do us one favor. Uh, if you already like the uh, HorrorZone607 page on facebook to us a favor how about uh could you rate and review that for us because that'd be awesome and also please share that so we can help grow because that'd be awesome guys also visit 8122productions.com for all your horror zone reviews and other stuff and there's a lot of stuff coming out i just can't talk about them this week but you guys will know soon enough and don't forget we're now on YouTube. Oh, that's right. We are. Right now, we're on YouTube. Uh, currently, we don't, we have one channel. We'll see where that goes. But uh, 8122 Productions is the name of the channel on YouTube. Uh, last week's Horizon episode is up on there. This week's Horizon episode will be up on there. I don't know if I'm going to break it apart or keep it all together. Because a lot of times, attention spans are so I might break it into smaller pieces. Uh, it's also easier to put up. But either way, that'll be up there. And there'll be some other cool, really cool stuff coming to you in the future. So check that out as well. All right. Sounds great. All right, so we're going to take our first break. Welcome back to the zone, and it's time to talk a little bit of horror here. And uh, uh, let me set the mood, if you will. I'm going to be a mood setter today. So uh, this past week, 
our very own Mike C here had the opportunity to go to Blairstown, New Jersey and to uh, tour the camp where they shot the original Friday the 13th. So I'm going to kind of do a little uh, Q&A with him. Uh, guys, get you guys some information. Hopefully I ask the race questions and I'm sure he'll expand on it anyways because I'm sure he saw a lot of cool things. So Mike, tell us how you came into this trip. So this is my second trip there, as I've talked about on the show before. Uh, first time was one of the best days I ever had in my life. Um, I never expected to get back. Um, if you want to take a tour, you want to go to uh, crystallaketours.com, to their website. Uh, they're the people that run the tours, and they don't even know if they're ever going to be doing another one again. It just kind of gets announced out of nowhere on a whim. Uh, they have to do it around the schedule of the Boy Scouts that use Camp Nobibosco, which is the camp that was used to film Friday the 13th. Real working camp, and it hasn't changed much since they filmed it. Um, I have tried to re-register, and it won't let you. Um, so I've tried to put, I, I've moved since the last time I did, I tried to put my new address in, it recognized my phone number. I tried to put other things in, I tried to create a new email address, all these different things, they wouldn't let me redo it. So I was like, okay, well, that's it, they want you to do one and done. Well, somebody, luckily, um, posted, I believe it was two weeks ago, um, on Facebook that they that somebody had canceled their tickets and tickets, a couple of tickets became available uh, and that they were going to be auctioned off on eBay. So I happened to actually get done recording our show. As you guys have heard us say in the past, we record on Wednesdays. Uh, I got home, show ran a little bit later than usual, got home. Uh, I happened to check it and there was about 15 minutes left or 10 minutes left or something like that until the uh, bid was going to be ending. Uh, nobody had bid on it at that point And there was only a couple of people watching it. So with about maybe 15 seconds left, 10 seconds left, I saw it popped up that somebody had bid. Starting bid was $170. Somebody bid, couldn't tell what it was. I put a max bid in a 200, hoping nobody else would outbid me. Um, I got it in with five seconds left. And uh, congratulations, you won. Uh, mm -hmm. Paid $172 for it because uh, the other person must have only bid $171. Yeah, so that's sad. how I came across. I was the only person at this tour that actually got to do it a second time, according to the... Uh, the people that run it because i got talking with them while i was there <laughs> so like everybody there was supposed to be a first timer i was like uh yeah not so much yeah geez look at that look at you uh, you Cheater. little sne sneaking into the system yeah brother. so uh so take us through uh, what, what they do you know I, obviously you show up uh and then how does it kind of progress so yeah when i got there uh i got there pretty early in the morning my tour started at nine and it was maybe like 7.30 when I got into New Jersey. So the town of Blairstown is actually where the scenes that were early on in the film took place. The opening scene takes place at the camp in like 1950-something or other. I can't remember what year because I'm not watching it at the moment. But uh, after that, it shows the counselor, Annie, who's the first victim in the movie. Well, technically the third victim in the movie. Um, she's walking through town on her way to camp. That takes place in Blairstown. And I kind of went there. I uh, was hanging out where they film where she's walking across a little bridge right before she goes into the little archways. Um, and uh, I was just hanging out there. It's beautiful there. Absolutely beautiful. There's a waterfall right behind where they were recording that. And um, like a bridge up above it you can walk on and stuff. And it was just beautiful. And I happened to meet a guy. Uh, he was going to be going to a tour later in the day because I had a second one later in the day. And it turns out this guy actually has become friends with Jamie Lee Curtis and Whoopi Goldberg. Um, I believe his name was Joseph Scott, if I'm not mistaken. I'm going to try to find him on Facebook, but he was from Los Angeles and, uh, he was there alone like I was, and he was just trying to take it all in. And it turns out, um, he was a victim when he was a kid, like 30 years ago. Um, he went outside his house and there was some guy in a mask with a knife that was trying to stab him. And he, he told me that all he could think of is what would Laurie Strode do? 
So he ran away, ran to a neighbor's house, told them, waited there until the cops came, and it turned into this whole big to-do. Uh, he said that, fast forward to some Comic-Con recently, I'm guessing it was a San Diego one or something, I didn't find that out, but um, he was there, and Jamie Lee Curtis was there, and she was talking about the Halloween movie and women's empowerment and how women come up to her all the time and talk about when men attack them, and he was just like, well, you know what? It's not just women, men too, because this happened to me. And he said at first she kind of like gave him this weird look like, whatever, you know, what are you talking about? Um, but he ended up telling the story and he says that she comes off a stage, gives him a big hug, took his phone number from him, stayed in touch. And I'm thinking at this point, okay, this guy's full of it. You know, whatever. There's no way this really happened. So what does he do? He tells me that she... She ends up calling. Actually, he gets a phone call from a number he doesn't know and he answers it. And this person says, hey, this is Whoopi Goldberg. And he was like, yeah, 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 right. And Jamie Lee Curtis gets on the phone and says, hey, this is Jamie Lee. You know, you gave me your number and this and that. And he's like, okay, whatever. Still thinking he's full of it. So what does he do? He pulls out the clips of this stuff happening. He has recorded. They were on The View when they called him live from The View. (laughs) And uh, he's got pictures of it. He's got recordings of it. And uh, I believe that the reason he was here is they were flying him in. They got him into the tour. And um, somehow he was like the only person that didn't have a ticket. And he was like one of the invited people for this thing to tell his story. But uh, they flew him in to to, uh, be on The View. So he was a guest on The View. And um, as he was coming here, he was actually stopping coast to coast because, again, he's from L.A. Um, He was stopping going coast to coast on his way here, stopping at all kinds of different horror movie sites and where real things happen and this and that. He had all these pictures and little stories about this happened here and this happened here. And it it was amazing. It was fascinating. And I quickly realized this guy was telling me the truth. This was all real and fascinating guy. Nice guy. And uh, he said he'd like to be on the show. Uh, He said, just look me up on Facebook. Here's my name and this and that. But I'm having a hard time finding him. So I'm hoping I can catch up and, and get him on here because he wants to he wants to call in and he wants to tell a story. Well, that's pretty awesome. So that's how the day started. This is this is <laughs> from like 7:30 till like 8:15. I'm talking with him in Blairstown, right where Annie's walking around in the opening scenes of this movie. Um, but uh, you know, I politely had to leave him and drove to the camp. You uh, drive along; it's it's way up in the hills. Um, it's actually in a town called Hardwick Township. Um, it's probably maybe like a 15, 20 minute drive up through these hills and stuff. And a lot of that was used in the, in the film as well. Like where Kevin Bacon and the others are driving in and, and this and that. So you actually see a lot of things, you know, as, as they were driving, um, get to the camp, they check you in and they put you in their mess hall, which is actually an outdoor pavilion. It's covered, but, uh, it's a pavilion and, uh, it's actually where the very first scene takes place where the camp counselors in 1950 whatever are sitting in front of a fire singing kumbaya and whatnot using moving magic they made it look like it was filmed in the quote-unquote main cabin that a lot of the movie takes place in but it's actually in this mess hall and uh it's a cool little place it's actually it's the biggest uh, mess hall of its type uh on the east coast or something like that they said or this side of the mississippi yeah so, that's pretty cool so they kind of start you there and uh that's they break you up into little groups depending on what table you're sitting at and they there's nine different filming locations at the camp and they kind of Take they you usher up. you through the nine. They usher you through the nine. And depending upon which group you're in is which one you see first and which one you through yeah, which one you see last. Exactly. And I was a little bit worried being a solo there. I thought I was going to be the only loser there that was by myself. And it turns out that the table I sat at, everybody at this table was solo. So well, pretty much pretty good friends with a lot of these people. Pr- pretty much everyone at that table was losers. They, we were. We're the losers club. <laughs> the losers club. Cheers to that. Uh, but no, uh, anyways, uh, that, that sounds pretty cool. So uh, did you see anything cool this time that you didn't see the first time? Um... Well, 
yes and no. Uh, the tour itself was pretty much the same. It, it felt a little bit more rushed than it did the last time. Um, we only got maybe like five minutes at each spot, whereas the last time it was probably 10, 15 minutes. Uh, the groups were bigger, so it was a little bit harder to get pictures and stuff. I was trying to get videos and stuff to put up on our YouTube, uh, and it was very difficult to do. So I've got photos. Maybe we can kind of still them yeah, on there. Can, but can definitely um, do that. Uh, this time, the first time I went, Adrian King was there, who was probably about the sweetest person I could ever possibly meet, at least an actor, actress. Um, and, uh, not only was she there again this time and she remembered me as soon as I walked up to her, she's like, I have met you before we were in a canoe together. I was like, yes, we were. Um, but as a surprise, the, uh, gentleman who played officer Dorf in the movie, the, uh, the motorcycle cop that shows down and tells the one guy to sit on at Tano, you guys smoking the, smoking this, the reefer, the, this, the, this, the ganja, he was there, came out in his full cop uniform. And uh, we, as the tour went on, we went into Price Lodge, which normally is just a big open lodge. But in the movie, they dressed it up to look like it was the bathroom where like the bathroom stalls were and where the shower was and where Marcy gets the axe in the head. Um, This time they actually dressed it up and put props. I I don't believe they were ones that were used in the movie, but they looked just like it. Kind of set it up exactly as it was in the movie so you could get the feel of it. They said it was the first time they ever did that. Um, as we're standing there getting ready to go, the shower curtain opens up, and Janine Taylor, who played Marcy in the movie, comes walking out. Hey, campers! So, actually uh, got to meet three celebrities from the movie this time instead of just Adrian King. Well, that's pretty sweet. That's really cool stuff. And, yeah, send me over those pictures, and uh, it sounds kind of weird, but if uh, you send them to my phone now... As these people hear them, I can put them in this show when it hits YouTube sure. as well, so they can look at the pictures as it goes. I can do that. And so that that works out perfectly well. So if you hear this now, you, you just heard us make that deal on in air. So <laughs> you've probably been already seeing those pictures. So that's the pictures you're seeing. Right. You're seeing the pictures of Mike at at the camp. So uh, how did the day end? How did you do uh, to going into the ending and leaving the camp? Um, so you gather back in at the pavilion where the opening scene was shot, and uh, they kind of tell everybody you know thank you for coming and every penny that they use for this this is all non-profit um the last time we were there there's a scene in the movie early on where steve christie and alice adrian king are tacking up a a gutter and that cabin doesn't exist anymore i guess it, it they had to take it down about 20 years ago because they couldn't save it and they had told me the last time they told us the last time um when i was there the first time anyway uh that they were using the money to build a new trading post a new building near where that was well it was up already beautiful huge huge cabin and they said it's going to be their new trading post um so they're kind of talking about that a little bit and thanking us for everything um apparently they're going to try to put together something for people that are alumni now to this thing uh to try to have a completely separate tour with different kinds of things and get people back so i might actually be lucky enough to get invited back a third time tell us a little bit about that um after that you just kind of you leave the camp um i went back into blairstown um wanted to have lunch at the diner that steve christie goes to on one rainy night before he gets meets his demise in the movie but that was packed uh they have an awesome brewery in blairstown it's called buckhill brewery uh if you do go there if any of you listeners go there look it up your gps will take you right to it they have got amazing beer they've got some of the best sandwiches you'll ever have the last time they had a chicken sandwich is still the best panini i've ever had in my life they didn't have that anymore i got a cheeseburger one of the best cheeseburgers i've ever had very nice people great food great prices so that's kind of how i uh, finished off the day plug for them good stuff yeah exactly and i don't work for them they don't even know i'm doing this but if they hear it hopefully they appreciate it support them support them yeah uh, what they do oh that's pretty cool i mean uh we we've talked in the past maybe uh in september 
Uh, we might be going down uh, to do some, not the camp part, but uh, to hang do, out in Blairstown. To do Blairstown, maybe some shooting of that and stuff like that, and that'll be definitely up in, uh, in the future. I mean, we could go anytime, but I think it would be better to do it when uh, everybody's there on a Friday the 13th. Yeah, there's a lot of cosplay going on, just you know. a ton of people, yeah. which there wasn't this time because, yeah, because it, wasn't it wasn't a Friday, Friday the 13th. 13th. Uh, in September, that place is going to be hopping, and the weather will hopefully still be pretty nice. And I think it's intriguing uh, what you just said, though. I think I think before probably they were like, "Man, this is a hassle," but yet it's a way to keep people from trying to sneak onto this camp. And that's probably why right. they started doing it. And now they're starting to see that there's a there's a, a money aspect to it, and not the money because they're greedy, but it's building cool things for them, like a new trading post for a very active real Boy Scout camp. So I'm assuming that that's why they're doing it. I'm assuming that's now exactly that, why now, they're doing now it. Now it's like, hey, so I, I bet you you'll see them do it a few more times they'll probably do it multiple times a year and then have people back and and that's why they probably added the whole scene in the one room to make it a little more special and i would assume you'll probably see more so i'm going to definitely try to go to this eventually uh are they friendly on bringing cameras Oh, yeah, yeah. I had no problem. There was pictures everywhere. Okay. Uh, I was taking pictures every chance I got, videos. They don't care. The only thing that they say is uh, please don't take a video of the tour guide. Most of them are just, you know, like right, scouts right. Um, or former scouts, like older gentlemen that, are, yeah, yeah. that used to be scouts. Uh, so they just they ask that you don't take video of them while they're giving their spiel. But yeah. you can take as many pictures of the camp itself that you want. Okay, yeah. right on. That sounds like, good. They don't want that spiel to get out because it's probably rehearsed. And yeah, so. and I've seen some of that on there. I mean, they they there was a couple times that I caught them talking and I didn't mean to, and nobody told me don't do it. Yeah. But uh, you you did touch on something. You know, there was a lot of people still to this day that try to sneak on the property. Um, they've got cameras set up everywhere, and you will be prosecuted if you go there without a ticket during a tour event. Um, they do make it very clear you know we we love to have this we'd love to do this event but please get the word out there tell people not to sneak on here if they get caught they're going to ruin it for everybody well, well here's the thing uh, don't <clears throat> sneak there instead wait and uh give the show them your interest to show them you want to go and i'm sure that they'll do more of them especially if they're going to be able to uh profit in the extent that they're they're going to be able to build the camp up nicer yep. uh and I'm, I'm sure that that's an awesome thing for them that they know that they can do this now so you'll probably see it more and i'm not saying profit like i said before it's not profiting like oh man somebody's walking away some fat cat's walking away a lot of money but I mean putting up a trading post for kids yeah. who are very much going to spend their summer there and have the time of their life at this camp because that's what it really is that's awesome and if you can provide something for that and even down the road maybe if they can make more money maybe they'll give some free stuff to kids to go there and stuff yeah. I'm assuming that that's what they're going to do with your money so do it the right way because then there'll be more of it and then everybody will have a chance to go, and they'll and they'll definitely uh, you'll see you'll see a difference, and then you can actually feel good about yourself. Not only did you get to see something that was in movie history, horror movie history, but you also get to help uh, the youth uh, oh, yeah. enjoy a summer away. And you know that camp is probably popular with the inner city kids, because yeah. I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of people from New York City probably use that camp. And think about it, New York City doesn't have the woods and the lake and all that stuff, right. so that's a cool element on top of that. Yeah, and I believe they said there's hundreds, if not thousands, of kids that go through it and any summer they do weekly things they do weekend things they they have all kinds of stuff oh, yeah. that they do and it's great for those kids and every penny of this is going back into that camp i mean it really is they're not profiting at all the whole thing is not you know non-profit Perfect. um but i will tell you you know being on the sites of those different you know the the nine different places everything still looks the same everything looks identical as it did in the movie a couple things have been changed slightly like the uh, archery range where Brenda and Ned are kind of hanging out and the arrow gets shot and whatnot. That's changed a little bit because there's a new roof on it and they kind of put in like little benches and stuff. But the, the main structure itself itself is still the same. The beach looks identical. The main cabin, I'll tell you what, since they spend so much time in that, it is awesome being in there. I mean, 
Mrs. Voorhees was standing in that doorway. I propped myself up right where she kind of, it's just this place, you know, and she's kind of up against the wall there. I, I stood there and was kind of like rubbing the wall and stuff like, ha. Ah. <laughs> Maybe people thought it was a little creepy. Uh, I'm pretty sure they did. <laughs> but we're glad you did. And once again, yeah, the pictures you've seen probably during the segment is uh, the pictures that Mike took there. So enjoy those. And uh, definitely check it out. There was uh, Camp Crystal. It was Crystal Lake Tours, you said? CrystalLakeTours.com. All right. Check them out. See if you can get on a list. Uh, and if they do more in the future, that'll be awesome. Or maybe you want to spend money and uh, get on it the other way if you can. So uh, check that out for sure. And I think that that's going to wrap it up for this week. All right. And so uh, real quick again, if you want to ask any questions, if you have questions about Camp Crystal Lake that we might not have uh, covered, go ahead and or anything else, go ahead and send them in. Facebook, we're HorrorZone607. Instagram and Twitter, we're at HorrorZone607. Use the hashtag HD607 to talk about the show. Please share our show. Please rate and review our show. Also, you can find us anywhere podcasts. Uh, you get podcasts. Uh, do us a favor there. If you want, subscribe. That helps us out a lot. And also rate and review if they offer that on the what you listen on to, because that also helps us a lot. Also, uh, I will say go to 8122productions.com. Uh, you can read some of the reviews that are up. I'm sure that there'll be a review eventually for Brightburn Up, whether I do it, somebody does it. Somebody will get a review up, or maybe I'll just put it up on YouTube, because once again, we're on YouTube. Uh, currently 8122 productions on youtube that's the channel search that up check that out and make sure you subscribe and like the videos there because this video will be up there and even if you listen to the podcast you're probably going to want to tune in to see those pictures so just skip right in there and look at the pictures of camp crystal lake if you're listening to us so 8122 productions is all you have to search and uh, booyah it'll be up or you can just probably search horror zone because it's one of the things i put in the filter yeah mm-hmm. so uh that's that's all i got mike all right and like rich said you feel free to ask questions ask questions about the camp tour I, I love talking about it and i will get back to each and every one of you if you reach out so get in touch with me and let me know but that is our show for this week i want to thank all of you for listening week in and week out and we will be back next week to talk more horror and right here on horror zone 607 have a great week everybody